I'm going to read Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And then we'll be going to Luke chapter 20. So if you want to go to Genesis chapter 2. And then you can put your finger over there in Luke chapter 20. And we'll be going there. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. I thank God for the account of creation in the Bible. That this earth was created, the universe was created, man was created... All of the animals were created by God Almighty. Amen. There was no big bang. No evolution. That's all a lie from hell. This is, the, this is the true account of creation that's right here in this book. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The Lord God formed man, notice, of the what? the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now just hang on to that verse, all right, for a little bit because we're going to go to Luke chapter number 20. And in Luke chapter number 20, I'm going to read uh, from verse beginning with verse number 34. Luke chapter 20 and verse number 34. And uh, Jesus answered, verse 34, Jesus answered and said to them, he's, he's speaking to the Sadducees. And Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those, notice this, but those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, no more, nor can they die anymore, for they are equal to the angels. And are sons of God being sons of the resurrection. Let me read that again. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age or that world. Speaking of the resurrection and the resurrection from the dead. Neither marry nor are given in marriage. Nor can they die anymore. For they are equal to the angels And are sons of God being sons of the resurrection. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject, less than dirt, but equal with angels. Less than dirt, 
but equal with angels. Father, we ask you today for your blessing upon this service this morning, upon this message today. We pray for your anointing today upon this preaching and teaching of your word and apply it to our hearts and lives and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with this particular text here in Luke chapter 20, but the words of this text were spoken by the Lord Jesus in response to a question that he had been asked by the Sadducees about the resurrection. And uh, it was interesting that the Sadducees were asking Jesus about the resurrection because the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in spirits. They didn't believe in life after death. And as somebody said, that's why they were sad, you see. <laughs> but... <laughs> But they, well, I should have never said that. See, now I'm going to lose the anointing here right off. But uh, they didn't. They didn't believe in the resurrection. But they wanted to argue. What they wanted to do, though, was argue with Jesus. They were always trying to trip Jesus up. And uh, so they wanted to try to start an argument with him. And there's a lot of people today that are kind of like that. They don't believe the Bible themselves but they know just enough about the Bible to want to argue scripture with somebody and to argue about the Bible but you know we don't argue the Bible the Bible speaks for itself we just proclaim what the word of God says but here's what was going on here the Sadducees came to Jesus and they were trying to trip him up they were trying to trap him and uh, so they posed a hypothetical situation to Jesus because now under the law, under the law there was a, a law that talked about that if a man and a woman were married and the man died and he died without having any children and, uh, and was, was childless, that his brother was to marry his widow and raise up seed to his brother so that that child would have the inheritance of that man it would have his property it would have his estate and so that was in the law of Moses so they're trying to trip up Jesus and so they they said to the Lord they said well suppose and here's their hypothetical situation they said suppose that a man and a woman are married and the man dies without a child and his brother marries the widow and uh, so this brother dies also without having any children. But there are seven brothers. And so the third one then marries the woman. And they don't have any children. The third one dies. And the fourth one. And so on until the seventh. And all seven brothers marry this woman. But none of them have any children by her. And then finally the woman dies. I guess so. She's had seven husbands. And so finally, the woman dies. And uh, so they, they said to Jesus, you know, since there's a resurrection, then, then when this woman dies, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? So they think they're going to trip Jesus up. And Jesus answers them. And he told them, and Matthew records the fact that Jesus told them that they were mistaken because they were just wrong, flat out wrong about what they were saying. Because he said, you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. 
But then Jesus began to explain to them that heaven and earth are two different realities. And we need to understand that as well. That heaven and earth are two different places, two different realities. And Jesus said that on earth marriage is ordained of God and marriage is honorable. Marriage is a, an estate, an institution that was, that was formed and, and originated by God in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says that marriage is honorable for all. Amen. God's will and God's plan from the very beginning was for there to be a, a marriage between a male, a man, a natural, let me just say it this way, a natural born male and a natural born woman or female and that those man and woman, and Jesus bears this out in the Gospels, were to um, procreate and to populate the earth and to bear offspring. And so that is what marriage, marriage ordained of God for personal companionship and for the preservation of the human race by bringing children into the world. And Jesus said here to these Sadducees that marriage is for this age and it's during this lifetime. But Jesus went on to explain to them and to tell them that in the resurrection, in the resurrection of the saints, that we will not marry and we will not be given in marriage as glorified saints. And he said, neither shall they die anymore. In other words, Jesus is saying in the resurrection that those who are worthy to attain to that life, to the life, and, and to be a part of that first resurrection, they will be raised up immortal. And Jesus said in that verse of Scripture in our text that they will be equal to the angels. In other words, they will never die. Amen. That's good news to know. He said they would be sons of the resurrection. So what Jesus was telling them, he said, You have greatly erred, not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. For in heaven those resurrected saints shall not marry or be given in marriage. My wife and I have been married for 50 years. Mark and Denise have been married 45 years. But you know what? Should the rapture take place? today or should we go by the way of the grave either way in the resurrection throughout eternity will we know one another yes but we will no longer be have that relationship of husband and wife and that's what Jesus was telling them why will that be there will be no need for the resurrected saints to reproduce because we shall be as the angels and shall never die so there will be no need to repopulate Populate um, the glorified for the glorified saints to to reproduce or repopulate the earth. All right, and so that's what Jesus was telling them. He said they will be equal to the angels in the resurrection. So you know this tells us something, ladies and gentlemen, and it tells us one thing is that salvation, being born again, being saved, does more than just save us from our sins. And I'm thank I thank the Lord that it does save us for sin, from our sin. But salvation saves us, or the Lord Jesus saves.
saves us to a new life in glory. To a new life and a new dimension of life, as Jesus said here, equal to the angels. Now, let me just stop here and say something for a moment. That when a believer dies and goes to heaven, okay? When a saint of God dies and goes to heaven, they do not become angels. Are you with me? Uh, you know, I, I, I hear people say that a lot. And over my years of ministry, I've heard people say that when someone would die, they would say, well, God needed another angel for the choir. And that, that, that they got their wings and they became an angel. You, when you die, when you are resurrected from the dead, when you get to heaven, you will not be an angel. You are a human and you will always be a human. Amen. You are a male or a female and you will always be male or female. Jesus was not teaching here that there wouldn't be any, uh, that there wouldn't be male or female in heaven. He just said that they would be as the angels referring to in the resurrection we would be immortal and never die he said he made the statement he said they can never die so there will be no death for the glorified resurrected saints of God will we know each other in heaven absolutely what kind of a place would heaven be if you got there and you didn't know anybody Huh? If I see Brother Terry, you know, uh, at Walmart or, or one of the restaurants or somewhere, I immediately know him. And I, if I seen Brother Bob downtown, I would know. I would say, hey, Brother Bob, I know him. I recognize him. Well, heaven's going to be even such a much greater place than earth. And when we get to heaven, we will know as we are known, the Apostle Paul said. Amen. Heaven is not a place where we just float around on a cloud strumming on a harp with our little angel wings. There are no little fat baby angels in heaven. Amen. That we see on postcards and different things. We don't, we don't, we don't see that. Amen. All angels, all angels are mighty and they're powerful and they excel in strength. The Bible says, praise God. They're, they're powerful angels of God. They're not little fat baby. That's what the devil would like you to think that they're just little fat babies floating around on a cloud. But they're not they're mighty and they're powerful and they are the they, they are sent forth as ministering spirits to those who are the heirs of salvation all right but Jesus said that we the glorified saints would be equal to the angels and that's one thing about salvation that we have a new dimension we will not be made angels but we will be equal to angels in immortality amen we will not die anymore and what a privilege I, listen what an honor what a privilege that this is when you think about this passage of Scripture that a frail, poor, lost, fallen, dying sinner can be redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, have all of their sins washed away as if they never had sinned, and be ranked with the celestial beings in heaven who never had sinned. That is what redemption does for those who are saved. That make us perfectly pure and holy. 
family. Now see this to me, ladies and gentlemen, it shows the great dynamic far-reaching work of redemption. It's been said, and I want to say it again, that people that are saved, that are, that are born again, you don't really realize how saved you are. You don't really realize what all Jesus has accomplished at the cross for you and for me in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection. Oh, what far-reaching effects that the work of redemption has on fallen humanity. To be able to bring fallen humanity to a place of equality with God's holy angels, God had to bring man a mighty, mighty long way. Are you hearing me? And I'm telling you, that is exactly what Jesus did through his coming to this earth. He has brought humanity, those who will believe on him, those who will accept him, and those who will trust in him in the gospel. He has brought us a long, long way. Come on, somebody. Oh, when I think back on my life and what I used to be and where I am today and where the Lord has brought me to, he's brought me a mighty long way. He he picked me up. He turned me around. He set my feet on that solid rock. Hallelujah. And established my goings. I, oh, I'm not the same man that I used to be. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. I was made out of dust. But thank God one day I'll be glorified with a body just like that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to give him praise today. Woo. Hallelujah. Even not just equal to angels, but in immortality we will be. But then in a lot of respects, which I don't have time to get into today, we, the glorified saints, will be even better than angels because we will be these sons, or we are sons and daughters of God with a resurrected body just like that of the Lord Jesus. And now I'm getting ahead of myself. But we know, as I read to you, we, you can read it in Genesis there, uh, the, the account of the creation of man. And in the text that we read where it says that the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Man was just a lifeless form. When God formed his body and created his body from the dust. Until God breathed in man his breath. Which then man became a living being or a living soul. Amen. So the life, the life that you have, that we have in us today. What gives us life is the spirit of man. You are a a tripart being, a triune. You are a spirit. You are spirit, soul, and body. You're not just the uh, just a body. You are a uh, you're a spirit. You have a soul, and your spirit and soul live inside of this body, this house uh, that's been made out of dust. But when God breathed into Adam's nostrils, then he was alive and became a living soul. But the Bible is very specific here and specifically says that we are formed 
from the dust. Isn't that what Genesis 2 and 7 says? That we are formed. God formed man of the dust of the ground. So whenever the Bible refers to us, the word dust is used. So don't get... Don't get too highly opinionated of yourself today because the Bible says we're made of dust. God told Adam, even after the fall in Genesis 3.19, when Adam had sinned and God told Adam that he's going to have to die because of his sin, God told Adam, he said, For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Amen. Job, in Job chapter number 10 and verse 9, Job, in his affliction, in his distress, cried out to God and said, Will you turn me into dust again? So Job referred to himself as dust. The psalmist said in Psalm 103 and 14 that God knows our frame and God remembers that we are dust. And the scripture says concerning Abraham, or Abraham said to the Lord in Genesis 18, 27, uh, Abraham said to God, Who am I but dust and ashes that have taken upon myself to speak to the Lord? So we see from scripture that the Bible refers to us, the creation of man to this body, that we are formed and made from the dust. Boy, God can do something with dust. Amen. But there is a difference. Now listen to me. There is a difference between, between dust and dirt. How many know that? Nobody? Well, let me tell you, there is. <laughs> There's a difference. Because dirt, when you think about dirt, and I know a little bit about dirt because I've been playing in the dirt here with, uh, you know, for, for a few days and get, helping Vicki get her, her dirt in her garden and all of that. So, but there's something about dirt. Dirt has body. You know, you can, you can shovel dirt. Dirt can be shoveled and you can hold dirt in your hand. Dirt has nutrients and, and, and you can, you know, it, it's got things that seeds need and seeds can be planted in dirt and plants will grow in dirt and dirt has substance and, and, and it forms a foundation under us to stand on you can walk out here you know in the dirt and you can stand there's a foundation that, that is under your feet but dust listen to me dust is different altogether dust when you think about dust it is the residue dust is the leavings or the waste of the earth in other words dust is less than dirt because dust has no body it's impossible to hold dust dust is so light that it flies into the air when you try to gather it up have anybody ever dusted your house or dusted your furniture and if you've dusted your furniture or anything else you know that when you dust you scatter as much as you wipe away have you ever noticed that maybe when the sun's shining in a window and you're trying to dust something and you see the dust. You can't gather it all up. It's the residue of dirt. Dust doesn't have any nutrients. You can't grow anything in dust. You can't plant anything in dust. Amen. Dust doesn't have any substance or, or any foundation on it. You can't build anything out of dust. We had a supervisor at the school when I was working there years ago that was a white glove guy. And he would come in, you know, and he would, he would, he would, 
would want to look for dust. Well, you're going to find some dust in the school. I don't care how clean the custodians are. But he'd get up over the top of the uh, bookcase or something and rub his hand and get a little dust. And he'd say, well, you could plant radishes up there. And, oh, you don't know how bad. I needed to keep my job, though. But you don't know how bad I wanted to say, you can't plant nothing in dust. You have to plant it in dirt because there are no nutrients in dust. I could have preached a sermon then, but I would have been unemployed. Somebody needs to say amen. So you can't do much with dust. For the, mer- for the most part, dust is useless. Dust is no good. There's no good use for dust. The main characteristic of dust is its ability just to cling to stuff. Dust is carried through the air. And that makes dust a nuisance. I saw where there was a, a, a gigantic dust storm uh, on I-55 up in Illinois this past week. A dust storm that caused terrible a terrible traffic pile up and terrible uh, accidents but dust is a nuisance you ladies know what I'm talking about uh, that you know you try to clean your house you know what a nuisance that dust can be because it doesn't matter how clean your house is you have some dust amen I mean you can get the lemon pledge you can get the end dust you can get the Swiffer sweepers or whatever you use to dust your house or to dust your furniture and no matter how much you clean and how much you dust there's always going to be some dust you know you can make your bed every morning and uh, if nobody gets in it and takes a nap or anything your bed will stay made you can wash up all the dishes and put them away and if nobody gets anything to eat those dishes will stay clean but you can dust that furniture in a few hours you go back and it's dust again. How many knows what I'm talking about? Because it's impossible to keep a house dust free. Dust is worthless. Dust is useless. Dust has no value. Dust makes you sneeze. Dust is a nuisance. But when God was ready to make man who would be the crowning glory of God's creation, the one who would be made in the very image and and the likeness of his creator. When God got ready to create the one who was he was going to give dominion over all the earth, God made him out of what? Dust. Amen. Something that was useless. God gathered up the residue, the dust of the ground to To form man the crown of his creation. Now I'm going to tell you something. At our best today, of course, now we're creatures of the fall. And uh, you know, who knows exactly how Adam was before he sinned and before he fell. Amen. He wasn't immortal. We know that. But he had a perfect human body. But after the fall, man, we know as, as, as creatures of the fall. And we're, we're, we're experiencing the remnants of that fall still yet in our lives today. But at best, we know that we are frail and we are flawed creatures. Amen. We all have our weaknesses. We all, and the older we get, I should get some amens. The older we get, the the the, the more we have, we, we experience aches and pains and physical ailments. Amen. And uh, you know, we just can't 
do what we used to do when we were younger because praise God the Bible says that we uh, that the outer man the outer man this outer man is perishing amen he's perishing he's getting older he's getting weaker but thank God if you're saved even though the outer man is perishing that inner man that breath of God that spirit man that born again spirit is being renewed day by day you may be weak in your body but you can be renewed in your spirit and we need a spiritual renewal in our life every single day come on somebody oh yes we do but we have our aches and we have our pains and we have our fatigue and we get tired and we're realize we realize we're dust and ashes, as Abraham said. We have no, you know, we don't have no business looking down on somebody else, saying, Well, they're just wish they was as good as me. I know nobody in here is that way. If you are, we'll give an altar call directly and you can get saved. But we don't have no business looking down on anybody because of their race, because of their education or lack thereof, because of their background, their social status, or their bank account. You know why? Because all of us, every one of us, are made of the same dust. And we're all made of the same blood. The Bible says in the book of Acts, amen. Doesn't matter the color of our skin. Amen. We've got the same blood, the same spirit. Praise God. We're all made of the same thing. And in God's eyes, we are all that are born again are all his sons and daughters and are his children. Are you listening to me? Amen. So we're all fallen and we're all flawed and we're all made of dust and when this life is over guess what as God said to Adam we are going to go back to the dust again out of dust we were taken and back to dust we will go ashes to ashes that's what we always say when we lay somebody to rest dust to dust this body goes back to the earth and the spirit goes back if they're saved to God who gave it that that's exactly what death is. It's the separation of that inner man, that spirit man from that body. When that spirit leaves that body, that body will lay down like it did before God breathed into that nostrils the breath of life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I want to tell you today, when a child of God dies, when a child of God breathes their last, when a child of God closes their eyes in death, oh, I know we, we, we weep tears and we're sorrowful and sad. But when that believer dies, it means that spirit man has taken flight from that body and gone back into heaven to be with the Lord. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. But we're going to go back to the dust. So we don't have any business looking down on anybody. I mean, somebody said, well, I'm real. you don't know how much I'm worth. Well, let me tell you how much you're worth. Because somebody estimated that the, 
that the, the, the elements in the human body, if you, if you separated them all, there would be enough fat to make about seven bars of soap. <laughs> Maybe a little more than mine. You, there'd be about 10 gallons of water, 30 teaspoons of salt. You'd have enough phosphorus to make about 2,200 matchsticks. There's enough sulfur in your body to kill the fleas on a medium-sized dog. There's enough carbon to make about 9,000 pencil leads and enough iron to make one nail. So if you can melt yourself down and take it all to the hardware store, you may be worth 15 or $20. (laughs) So what I'm saying is that this old body right now I'm about to shout. This old body right now in in the state that it's in made of dust isn't worth a whole lot. Amen. Oh, I tell you, that spirit man's worth something. That spirit man that's been redeemed. See, we're made from dust, but the Word of God is very clear that we're worth much more than the dust from which we are made because what made us special, what made us special was not not the fact that we were made out of dust but what made us special is that God blew into this dust the breath of life and transformed a useless lifeless dust into a living soul that is an eternal being this body's going back to the ground but that spirit you the real you you will live forever 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 you your spirit man can never die because it's the breath of God that's breathed in you. It's that spirit, that part of God that is eternal. One million, one trillion, one gazillion, if there is such a number. Years from this day, every one of us in this room, you will be alive and you will be in a conscious state, either in heaven or on this uh, recreated earth with the Lord or in hell. There's only two destinations. That's why it's so important because that soul and that spirit of man never dies. The body dies and goes back to the dust. But you, the real you, will live forever. And that's why we must be sure that we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and that we're ready should he call us home. Come on, somebody. We got to be ready. Oh, hallelujah. God's breath makes that difference between being less than dirt and a living soul that's created in the image of our Creator. The breath of God's Spirit. The breath of God's Spirit made us more than just mere dust. In Psalm chapter 8, let me read it to you. You, They'll put it up maybe. Psalm 8 and 3 The psalmist David looked up into heaven and he saw the stars, saw the moon, he saw the sun and beheld the the universe, the things that were in the heavens. And he said, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man? What is man? 
In light of the vastness of this universe, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Why would you even visit humanity? For you have made him man a little lower than the angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. And you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. And you have put all things under his feet. This was the crowning glory that that God gave to man. And considering the greatness of God, as David considered how great God was and the awesomeness of God's creation, it would be logical to think, it would be logical to think that mankind would not even matter to God. And that's what David was saying. When I look at all the stars and the moon and all of your handiwork and creation, what is man that you would even consider man, that you would even have anything to do with him but I can tell you something ladies and gentlemen that we do matter we're just a speck we're just a drop in the bucket we're just a, we're just like a pinhead amen compared to to all of the creation of our almighty God but we do you do listen to me today you do matter to God he is mindful of you he is so mindful of you and so mindful of us who are just made of dust and ashes and the residue of this earth. He's so mindful of us that he did visit us. He is so mindful of us that when we were yet without Christ, when we were without God, when we were lost and on our way to hell, he was so mindful of us that he visited us and sent his son to die for us, to redeem us because we were imprisoned by that sin. We were depraved and headed for hell I'm telling you he thought God thought that you who are less than dirt was worth saving you were worth saving God thought you and me who are less than dirt were to die for and loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that you and I that believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life we can live eternally we don't have to go to hell cause God thought enough of dust to redeem us and make us a very his very own sons and daughters all that is the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ amen God breathed the breath of life and made us more than the dust that we are and we are called to a greater destiny that God has planned for us, for you, for each one of us. Let me tell you something today, Abundant Life. Do not allow Satan or anything or anyone to keep you from your destiny. God's got a purpose for your life. And it's a good one. He's got a destiny for you. And I'm going to get to it here in just five minutes, okay? But he's got a destiny for every one of us.
He's got a plan for us. Don't let Satan, and Satan will do everything he can to keep you from the destiny God has ordained for you. When you're tempted to sin, when you're lured by this world, when you're you're lured by the lusts of the flesh, by the devil, you're pressured by this evil, woke culture, this ungodly, woke, filthy culture that we're living in in this world, and you're pressured by them, and that pressure is put on you to be like the world and succumb to that temptation you need to remember something that God has called you to something greater than anything that this world has to offer that God has a greater plan God has a greater purpose God has a greater destiny for you and that destiny he has for you is for you to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus and to spend eternity with him where you'll be equal with angels a son of God a daughter of God and son and daughter of the resurrection God's got a plan for you for his church and I'm telling you it's a good plan don't let anybody rob you of the destiny God has and the plan God has for you well you're less than dirt but you're equal with angels in the eyes of God and even more so hallelujah hallelujah When you get discouraged and feel like giving up, just remember. Remember. And I know we all go through stuff. The Bible says the sufferings. Paul said the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. You are more than just dust. (laughs) I said you are more than just dust because you are created and called by God to a greater purpose and a greater destiny in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fact that I am less than dirt but will be equal with angels just shows me how much God can do with nothing if he can do what he's done with dust I don't care what you're going through today God can take a nothing and make something out of it he can take a nobody and make somebody out of them it don't matter how low you've gone how deep in sin how far in the pit I'm talking about a God that can take dust Well, somebody ought to praise the Lord. Woo! If that don't light your fire, ain't nothing else I can do. I'm giving it to you. Your wood's soaking wet. You need revival. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. When I think of who we are. Worship team, you can make your way back because I'm going to hush. When I think of who we are, that we're made of dust, we're made of the earth's residue, but we can be redeemed, we can be sanctified, justified, made sons of God, heirs of God, join heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will be made equal to angels in glory. 
That tells me that God can take your nothing and make you into something. Amen? Whew. Now, let me close with this. I'm calming down. Jesus said in that text, those who are counted worthy to attain to that age. That age he's referring to is to the next day, the, 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 after the resurrection, okay? That next age. Those who are counted worthy to attain to that age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die anymore, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God. Notice, being sons of the resurrection. And here's the thing that we need to understand. We just, you know, we just, what, a few, three weeks, three, four weeks ago, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. We had Easter Sunday. We celebrate the resurrection. And I told you then, but the resurrection is something that needs to be celebrated every Sunday, every day actually, because the greatest event that ever happened was when God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. But we that have borne the image of dust shall also, the image of Adam, the image of dust, shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 47 through 49 says this. I've got about three more pages, but I'm quitting. The first man, here's what Paul said. The first man, speaking of Adam, was of the earth, made out of what? Dust. So also are those who are, and the, now let me start over. I messed up. The first man was of the earth made out of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven, Jesus. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. So what we inherited from our father Adam, dust. But as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And here's the, here's the kicker. Kicker. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, that's the image we have now, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Paul said in that 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians that by man came death. That was Adam. But also by man, that second man, Jesus Christ. By man also came the resurrection from the dead. For in Adam all die, but even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits and after those, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. The first resurrection is what you want to be a part of. We need to understand today the teaching of the resurrection. That because Jesus was raised from the dead, immortal with a glorified body, He is the first fruits of our resurrection. And because of His resurrection, I have hope. 
And I said it before that there ain't no grave going to hold this body down. We, and there's Sister Marie, she's a man of me. She's 101 years old, still going strong. But one of these days, not too far off in the very, very, very near future, could happen at any moment. It's imminent. The Bible said the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive. Paul was expecting to be alive at the rapture. He wasn't. 2,000 years have passed and we're still waiting. But I'm expecting, Brother Roger, I'm expecting it to happen today. Oh, Brother Ricky, there's too many things can, has, to, has to take place for the rapture. Oh, no, 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 no. The rapture of the church is imminent. It could happen at any moment. Paul said that it will be in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised immortal. And we that are remaining and alive shall be changed in that moment in twinkling of an eye. And receive that glory. We who are but dust and ashes shall receive a glorified body just like the body of Jesus. He's the first fruits of our resurrection. And because he was raised, we're going to be raised. We've laid family members to rest. We've had funerals. and We've laid their bodies in the ground and put them in mausoleums and different things. But do you know what? As soon as that trumpet sounds, every one of those family and loved ones that, were, that have gone to be with the Lord, their spirit and their soul is with Jesus, but that that trumpet sound, the graves are going to burst open. The bodies of those that are asleep in that dust will be reunited with their spirits and soul, and God will raise that dust back up just like He created, just like He created that first man from the dust, he's going to recreate that, that new man and take that dust that you've went back to and recreate it into a glorified body. A body, oh hallelujah, that can never, ever die. Jesus said they can never die. Not they won't die, they can't die. That resurrection body will be free from the taint of Adam's fall. All the sin nature and corruption of sin will be totally eradicated from that resurrection body. Are you hearing me? Oh, that resurrection body will not be subject to any sin, to any sickness, to any disease. There won't be any more cancer in that resurrection body. Cancer won't be able to touch it. Amen. There won't be any more kidney disease in that resurrection body. Brother Wade, there won't be any more diabetes in that resurrection body. There won't be any more blindness or deafness or, 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 or muteness in 
and that resurrection body for the eyes of the blind shall see and the ears of the deaf shall hear and the tongue of the dumb shall sing the praises of God and the lame limbs will jump up and leap for joy and run down the golden streets of the city because it'll be a perfect body when death we that are lower than dirt will be made equal and better than the angels be made like unto his Jesus' glorious body and be just like him Woo! that's not a fairy tale ladies and gentlemen I got a baby it's been in heaven since 1978 I believe she's grown up I don't believe anything stays unmaturing in heaven. I believe she's grown up. I've got a I've got a daughter that's been there since 1997. Their graves are right together in Cape. And every time I go visit the cemetery or do a funeral, I always think, you know, those graves facing the east. I always think, man, what a great time this would be for the rapture. Where, where would be any better place to be at the rapture than right there standing by the graveside of your loved one whom you've laid their body in the dust so many years ago, but to see that grave open up and in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, they come out and you are changed and you are glorified and we go up to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Those who are less than dirt, equal with angels, sons and daughters of the resurrection, sons of God. Let's stand today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word today. Thank you for the hope of the resurrection. Thank you for life eternal that you've given us that even though we are less than dirt, you loved us so much that you sent your son to come and redeem us. I pray that you'll touch every heart and every life here in this service this morning. God, that you will help us realize our mortality today and that all of us are going to die one day should the Lord tarry and we're going to spend eternity somewhere. Make us aware of that today. And I pray that if there's one person in this service today that doesn't know Jesus, that Lord, today would be the day they would make that decision to accept you as Lord and Savior. If there's a backslider here, Lord, bring them back. Bring the prodigals home. Have your way in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. While our heads are bowed, our